would you say business owners, um, what's the biggest mistake you'd say they're making mm. in 2022 in regards to their content and how they are showing up online? Ugh, being too generic. Mm. I think that falls into the umbrella of everyone is kind of learning from each other mm -hmm. online and that is not necessarily an issue it becomes an issue when you don't know how to take something and put it into your own mm -hmm. and so within that within everyone trying to learn from so many different people mm -hmm. in the same space as them we're losing your messaging mm -hmm. we're losing who your target audience is we're losing who's actually in your audience and everyone is starting to sound the same look the same maneuver the same way and completely forgetting about really who they're supposed to be serving mm -hmm. it's more so they're saying hey i'm the business owner now mm -hmm. look at me look at me look at what i know look at what i do all of these things without keeping in mind the business is not about you at the time i couldn't say that i was really an expert and i don't think anyone's ever really an expert but i wasn't an expert in making sales then so i focused a lot on just having a aura around your social media presence that showed off who you were and leading that led to followers so most of the coaching at first started to again the lingo that people were using how to grow your followers on mm -hmm. instagram mm -hmm. but it was a more so the underlining of that was personal branding and community building welcome to content for brunch this is the meal that your marketing plan has been missing okay i am serving up substance storytelling and strategy for your content so if you are an entrepreneur who markets your business online then this is the podcast for you we're going to break down exactly how you should consistently create meaningful content that builds your brand and grows your business online i'm your host kayla riggins and i can't wait for you to hear what's on the menu today let's serve it up What's for brunch? Content, turning profiles into profits. Change strategies for baddies, captivating captioning. Hey, Coach Kayla, hey. I'm open to suggestions. How can I turn my content into coin and connections? Profit projections. Content is key when you hire me. And I'll teach you how to do it, but consistently. Stop satisfying followers you don't, you don't even got. Know Instead, people. focus on the people who follow you now. When I'm talking, it's because I know what I'm talking about. Big and I create the type of content keep my name in their mouth they say content is king nope i say it's queen because women are the source of every damn thing i talk big money yeah i got the nerve to do such you're doing too little if you think i'm doing too much you don't know what to do and you're feeling too stuck tune into every episode <laughs> yeah let's have content for brunch let's yeah. have content for brunch judy drama judy bang same thing let's have content yeah. for brunch Judy drama next up. I'm gonna be yelling that shit till it's stuck. Hey y'all, and welcome back to another edition of Content for Brunch. Listen, Content for Brunch is the meal your marketing plan has been missing, and I hope that you're starving because we, yes, we have two for brunch today, <laughs> are so ready to serve you. So let's get into it. 
So whenever we have a guest for brunch, you get to learn all about how they are creating content that has impacted their lives, their businesses, and most importantly, the lives of others. So I'm so excited to have, I'm going to say Isis Woods, but she's moving every <laughs> child. So are we even Woods anymore? It's Bradford. Isis Bradford. Isis Bradford. Like, <laughs> this is coach extraordinaire. Of course, I will let her tell you who she is and what she does in her own words. But business coach ex extraordinaire, my business coach, Isis Woods everybody excuse me bradford bradford honey <laughs> hi Welcome. you guys thank you kayla for having me i am isis bradford i'm a business and marketing strategist and i love helping helping entrepreneurs to scale their business and really understand marketing in a simple way nice awesome well thank you for coming down to the brunch table when the budgets are bigger i'll actually have food for you i would love some food <laughs> but right now so wings yes okay. wings and mimosa so when i have you back for season two when the budget is bigger I got you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So when did you publish your first piece of content on the internet? Which year was Oh, it? on the internet. Yes. Because, you know, us calling it content mm -hmm. is, it's not new in terms of what we're consuming or creating, mm -hmm. but the terminology and the way we use it is, is new. Yeah. So when would you say, okay, I put strategy that modern say. content yes. when would you say you posted your first piece of content for the purpose mm. of somebody else is going to see this read this be impacted by this 2018 okay and what was october it? 2018 it was a selfie of me in the car um and my best friend forced me to get on Instagram. I didn't have an Instagram at the time. Mm -hmm. And she was like, then this, I don't know if I believe in this. She was like, oh, you're too pretty to not be on Instagram. And I was like, girl, the logic is not there, <laughs> but okay. But um, I had the intention of starting an Instagram and growing it because I was molested as a kid. I've been through sexual assault. And I had the idea that I wanted to write this book and I was going to grow my following to 20,000 and then I was gonna sell out the book. Okay. The reason I had that idea is because I looked up the New York Times best seller and I think they said you had to sell 20,000 copies in a week okay. and I thought 20,000 followers meant 20,000 20, copies sold and I was That's like okay so. <laughs> so I was like let me just grow my little personal brand I wasn't even calling it that at the time I was like let me just grow my Instagram and see where it goes so then how did well did the book ever did you finish writing the book has not even started <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so how did this vision for writing a book turn into business coaching like when did the transition happen and you started creating mm -hmm. content in that sector so i initially started creating content more so in the travel sector okay. and i'm saying sector because you said sector <laughs> i don't I don't a, use it was sector. an SAT word, darling. <laughs> <laughs> so I started creating travel content just by happenstance because that's what I was doing. Mm -hmm. I had just graduated, had my first big girl job. I was a teacher. Um, and so my off time, I was traveling. And that kind of translated to me creating Lightroom presets, eventually selling them, eventually selling courses on how to create them, eventually helping people create courses. And it just kept adapting and it moved quickly. So by Mid 2019, I had stepped more so into coaching. Um, and it was overnight almost, it felt for me because it just kept moving and, but it felt good and yeah. it felt right. Um, and so I kind of transitioned into more of the business coaching probably end of 2019 and that was because I didn't even realize that's how I, that is what I was doing people were calling me mm -hmm. their business coach oh wow and I was like oh okay there's a title for this mm -hmm. I didn't call it business coaching I just called it helping because that's what I'm naturally ingrained to do is to help okay so before you got it let's let's 
take it back yeah. a couple of steps. Before you started creating content that marketed your coaching services, yes. what did you create in between then and travel? Like what type of content or was it straight from travel content to business coaching? Like when did it? It was, oh, I see. I see the question here. Okay. <laughs> so it was, it was a bit of travel. And again, in that meantime, I had started creating those Lightroom presets, right? Mm -hmm. I started getting more DMs from people who were asking about them, and that's when I started selling them. I wasn't really marketing them purposely. I was creating them for fun. People saw my presets, which are basically photo filters. People <laughs> liked the way my pictures were edited, and were like, hey, can you sell this? Isn't it crazy how presets are kind of dead now? Right? Yeah. <laughs> it's like they had their, their span of yeah. time. <laughs> and so um, I started selling them, and from there, for me, wanting to be a helper is when I started posting how much I was making. Mm. And at the time, my Instagram was so small, it felt like it was people I knew, it was family, it was friends, colleagues, and like few strangers here and there, friends of friends, but I genuinely wanted to help them. So I was like, hey, y'all need to start a side hustle because <laughs> I start this side hustle, I'm on vacation right now, mm. but I'm making $2,000. <laughs> so it was like, I would post the same pictures, but the captions were more so, hey, this is what I've been doing and this is how much I made. Like, as I'm taking this picture, I had somebody check out and buy. Mm -hmm. So it started to transition from there solely off of me wanting to push people into starting something new. So is it safe to say that coaching kind of chose you? Absolutely. Yeah, that's that's my story too. Yeah. Like people started to, so I started off as a beauty style blogger mm -hmm. and I was growing this personal brand for myself and then started working with brands mm -hmm. and then Pierce asked me, you know, hey, I'm starting this business or hey, I love the way you present yourself online. Mm -hmm. Can you help me? And I share, I've shared this story before and I was like, hell no, because, <laughs> <laughs> because it's so much work. Yeah. Um, but now I realize that I was called to coach mm -hmm. potentially mm -hmm. maybe I don't know I still struggle with that yeah uh, as you know because mm -hmm. I hired ISIS to <laughs> help me get my life together so um but I still struggle with the the whole coaching term mm -hmm. and the industry itself mm -hmm. and so I want to know from you with the look I want to I want to take it <laughs> since you said my vocabulary was good <laughs> I, I want to uh, tap into my vol my Oprah okay the ever evolving mm -hmm. <laughs> okay SAT but, right <laughs> but with everything constantly changing um, with so much scammy mm -hmm. uh, content being put out about the coaching industry, how do you fit into all of that? Like, what's mm -hmm. your opinion of it? Do you still enjoy it? And then how do you, like, what would you say to people who are considering, you know, hiring a coach but have been exposed to so much negativity about it? Okay, I may ask you to re-ask that second question. Okay. I have ADHD, guys. <laughs> no I process one question at a time. <laughs> but um, I will say how I fit into the coaching industry now. I look at myself more so as an educator and a helper. That has always been me. From the time I was three years old, I remember playing with dolls and I would line them up and say, okay, I'm Miss Teacher Woods for the day. Mm -hmm. It was fun for me. I've always loved helping. And so I also understand that I kind of have to go with the flow of market trends mm -hmm. and what people are saying. Do I necessarily identify with coach? 
Not really, because I am so literal that I feel like a coach is someone who has the capacity that I don't <laughs> to constantly check in and support and motivate and all those things. Mm -hmm. I'm more so very strategic. Let me give it, give you something and walk away mm -hmm. and see you win. Um, and so, but I understand that a lot of people today, what they understand is coach. Okay. So if I have to say that for them to get it, that's fine by me. Okay. Because I'm not trying to introduce new words to you mm -hmm. and introduce what I do. And then somehow we're just getting lost in the sauce of all the sense. different vocabulary. Yeah. Um, so I will say I enjoy it though, okay. because I understand who I am in this space. Mm -hmm. Whatever they call me is fine. As long as mm -hmm. they ain't calling me out my name. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I like that. I like that. So, okay. 2018, we're making presets. Mm -hmm. We're traveling the world while doing it. So when, at, at the end of 2018, how much would you say you made off presets alone? 2018? So it started like October-ish 2018. Actually, no. Okay, so keep in mind the timeline. From October to about 2019, I was just traveling. It was around 2019 that I started selling. Okay. So 2019 was a doozy for me because I made more than my salary. Mm. Um, I remember the first month, and now I know I was pre-launching. Mm -hmm. Before that, I had already gotten people excited mm -hmm. and people were waiting for the presets to drop. So that first month I had made like 10,700 or something. It was crazy. Wow. I think by the end of 2019, it was like 120. 120,000. Oh, and this was presets. But remember, that happened quickly. So it was presets, mm -hmm. courses, okay. and helping people create courses after that. Okay. All in a year. Okay. So our presets, I would say, you know what? I, I don't think I've ever really did the math on that, but I would say presets it had to be at least half yeah. of that. Okay. So when did you realize that, okay, I'm done with presets. The coaching is where I'm maybe the most impactful mm. and really started to put a strategy together for marketing your coaching businesses. When did you realize it? And then what was your first step? I was um, mad. <laughs> I was I was mad and frustrated and annoyed that people were thinking that presets were going to save their business. I started to realize that a lot of people who were using presets were influencers, photographers, um, people who were trying to build a business page in a cute way. Mm -hmm. They were doing that and were not doing any of the other work. Mm -hmm. And at the time, still, I didn't know what any of the, all the other work was, but I knew this ain't right. Mm -hmm. I would go on people's pages because they would tag me. I'm like, oh, I use Isis Brown of presets. And I'll go in and like, okay, but your business link is terrible. <laughs> I go on your website, it's terrible. You know, like I partly did not want my name attached to <laughs> those pages. Uh -huh. And so I decided to just cut it off. I literally just like closed down my site. I think it's still on my old website. Some people I see buy it here from time to time when they find it. Mm -hmm. um, but I just kind of like stopped. And I started to help people more so in the Instagram space. Mm -hmm. They were, what I saw from the struggle was a lot of people also, they were wanting to grow like followers for their business. They were wanting to, of course, make sales. At the time, I can't say that I was really an expert. And I don't think anyone's ever really an expert, but I wasn't an expert in making sales then. So I focused a lot on just having an aura around your social media presence that showed off who you were and leading that led to followers. So most of the coaching at first started to, again, the lingo that people were using, how to grow your followers on mm -hmm. Instagram. Mm -hmm. But it was a more so, the underlining of that was personal branding and community building. Mm -hmm. So that aura that you use mm -hmm. is, it was a great segue and you didn't even realize it because 
you have what I like to call premium positioning. I think mm. I've said that to yeah. you before. It's like <laughs> when you land on her on social, wherever she exists online, it's just all very premium. What do you mm. attribute that to? Like, is that just who you are or is that super intentional? Because at the same time, it's also not like snobby or standoffish. Mm-hmm. So what do you attribute that to? I would say it's a mix of being who I am and being intentional because I was, you know what, it's funny, I was kind of thinking back on my life and I realized nothing that is natural to me was ever natural in the sense. A lot of the things that, (laughs) a lot of the things that people look at me now and say, oh, you're such a natural at it. You're such a natural at content. You're such a natural at speaking. You're such a natural at all these things. There were so many hours put behind that of like studying and looking Mm -hmm. at things. And I mean, even I would even go to like art shows Mm -hmm. and kind of look at like Mm -hmm. paintings (laughs) and see how they lay stuff out. So I even think, yes, there's part of me that has like that natural eye for things Mm -hmm. and I want to present things in that premium way Mm -hmm. but a lot of that also was fostered and created um and so it's a big it's a mix of both okay but it is very strategic I do like the feel of especially on my Instagram Mm -hmm. I like the feel of people seeing one thing and then they go in and they feel a totally another a different experience Yeah, yeah a different experience So, all right, let's get into some drama. No, okay. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. But I do want your opinions, your opinion and opinions mm-hmm. on a lot of things that are going on online. So let's let's ease into it. What do you, would you say, business owners, um, what's the biggest mistake you'd say they're making mm. in 2022 in regards to their content and how they are showing up online? Ugh, being too generic. Mm. I think that falls into the umbrella of everyone is kind of learning from each other Mm -hmm. online and that is not necessarily an issue it becomes an issue when you don't know how to take something and put it into your own Mm -hmm. and so within that within everyone trying to learn from so many different people Mm -hmm. in the same space as them we're losing your messaging Mm -hmm. we're losing who your target audience is we're losing who's actually in your audience and everyone is starting to sound the same look the same maneuver the same way and completely forgetting about really who they're supposed to be serving Mm -hmm. it's more so they're saying hey i'm the business owner now Mm -hmm. look at me look at me look at what i know look at what i do all of these things without keeping in mind the business is not about you at all so how do you suggest they fix it my biggest thing, me personally, I like to step away. Okay. I actually had one point in time where my entire Instagram feed was blank. Mm-hmm. I muted everyone that I followed mm-hmm. and I turned off all the ads. And that, it may not be that extreme for people, but I want people to see who you are without taking in the influences of mm-hmm. everyone else. Mm-hmm. Like take some time to literally be offline and create on your own without mm-hmm. other influences. Yeah. Um, a lot right now is very reactionary. Yeah. The people, is that a word? I think so. <laughs> and if it's not, it is today on the podcast. <laughs> I'm not judging. <laughs> I like making the words. But no, I agree. I, okay, so. <sighs> I want to take my time with this because, you know, you want to keep it cute, but mm-hmm, you also want to keep it mm-hmm, real. Mm-hmm. So. One of my biggest frustrations, and I would love your take on this, is um, it seems like the way to grow or stand out is to do what everybody else is doing mm-hmm. in the form of trends. Let me give mm. you a real 
tangible example. Right now on TikTok, um, you better come get one of these. What is God. it? What is it? <laughs> it's a chicken salad. It's a chicken salad. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the trending audio. Yes. And a lot of people have used it very creatively. Mm-hmm. Coaches, people who don't even mm-hmm. have businesses. Um, so I've seen people like, y'all better come get one of these. And maybe they're an esthetician. And mm-hmm. somebody will be like, what is it? And they'll be like, a face steamer or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's cute. And, and creative to a certain extent. Mm-hmm. But there's this other video floating around on TikTok mm-hmm. right now where the girl is like, this is the video that's trending. Like, just when I thought uh, mm-hmm. TikTok was original and that people were being super creative, this is what everybody's mm-hmm. doing. She got buku. I'm from New Orleans. <laughs> French for a lot. <laughs> she got buku pushback for that. Like, the girl muted her comments mm-hmm. and everything. But I kind of felt where she was coming from. It's mm-hmm. like, yes it did come off a little haterish, like mm-hmm. let people have fun. But I think the underlying point that she was trying to make was, is like, no, there, it, it requires no originality. It's mm-hmm. like, you do what everybody else is doing. You put your own twist on it. And that's what propels you to, you know, things that everybody mm-hmm. dies for, like viral and, you know, more followers and all of these things. And so I find myself constantly torn between which trend is for me, mm-hmm. which trend is not. Cause I'm very anti, like, rogue like mm-hmm. I don't want to do anything that anybody else is doing but I do realize that you have to keep up with the pace of how things are going mm-hmm. to a certain extent so the question is <laughs> <laughs> when it comes to trends like that do you think that there's a way to put your own twist on it and keep your messaging and everything intact like how should people decide when they're mm-hmm. going to hop on a chicken salad trend or not because Everybody seems to be doing the same thing all the mm-hmm. time. And it doesn't seem like it's going anywhere. Yeah. I feel like going back to what I said previously about kind of playing the game, I feel like you have to play the game. And mm-hmm. what that means to me is if the commoner <laughs> on social media is interacting with these trends, there are some trends that you want to interact and create mm-hmm. yourself. I also like to look at it as I want to create a strategy in the same way of how I'm interacting on social media. So for me, when I'm on TikTok, I'll be sitting with Michael, my husband, and I'm like, I'll go under that sound and like, look at all these funny videos. If y'all are listening and not watching, <laughs> y'all should have seen the look she gave the camera when she said, Michael, my husband. Mm. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I will go into those trendy sounds mm-hmm. and I will watch videos under those sounds, which lets me know that others are doing it. I'm not the only one out here doing Mm -hmm. it, loving trends and wanting to see how other people create it. Now, the key is that you can't lose yourself in that. Mm -hmm. I personally like to keep like a 30-70 ratio. Okay, Um, that's good, that's a good strategy. Yeah, of like 30% of it is gonna be trends, sounds, something like that that is trending Mm -hmm. because that is what's appealing to people. It is what is causing growth. 70% is going to be what I call either evergreen content or branded content. Mm -hmm. Things that are specific to me, that if somebody copied, it would be easy to say, oh, we already know that came from ISIS. Mm -hmm. And I like to do it that way. Mm -hmm. Um, I do feel like you can put a spin on some things. Some things are meant to just kind of blend in, which is why I like that mix. But I would say... I don't know. I I feel you because I've gone through times Mm -hmm. where I'm like, I'm so over trends. And the way I decide on if I'm going to do it is I'm very heart led. Mm -hmm. One, my first thing is if it feels good Mm -hmm. to me. Mm -hmm. Secondly, if it is going to feel good to my audience. And what I mean by that is, okay, I hope I don't I can't remember who. I must tell a little story. Mm -hmm. Okay, there's a (laughs) 
We love sports. Like, there is this creator, and I like her. We're mm-hmm. peers. And um, she, in my eyes, has always had a sainty saint type of brand. Mm-hmm. Like, very much, very christian woman put together mm-hmm. i do not curse i do not whatever and there was this one trend i cannot oh gosh i cannot remember the trend but it had the f word in it mm-hmm. and she did it and i was so appalled <laughs> not because <laughs> not because i don't curse right. but because like girl this you is not your brand yeah. like for like i truly consider if i did not know her prior to that i did consider unfollowing her because i was like oh she's losing herself she's losing herself to trends and I don't want to be anyone who's losing herself to trends Mm -hmm. and or be around that so I think there's a mix between understanding what your audience is going to respond to and what they value and the type of trends that they're enjoying and that kind of helps you choose and also what you value what do you value I love comedy if there's a trend that is just like having people he he laugh, I'm probably going to do it. I love it. And I love that corny comedy mm-hmm. because I feel like most messages for me and for my audience, they land when it's kind of lighthearted. I can take a good heavy mm-hmm. topic and put some lightness in it. Um, I also value a little bit of modesty. When I say modesty, I'm not saying you got to dress and do all this stuff. Mm-hmm. But, you know, there were some trends where it was like, you know, the drop it lows and the mm-hmm. they had the one where you switched the light mm-hmm. and you switched the light, you was kind of naked. Mm-hmm. I was like, ooh, child. <laughs> not on my nook of the internet. <laughs> when, how often do you update your content strategy? And mm-hmm. how often do you recommend other people update theirs? And mm-hmm. I asked it that way for a specific reason, because I know some people listening or watching are probably like, well, however she does hers is how often it's probably her recommendation. But that's not always yeah, true. No. Because I think it um, I think it has to do with a lot of factors. Mm-hmm. But I, I definitely think your tenure in the mm-hmm. game is a big factor. So I'm curious for you, how often do you personally update yours? And then what's the recommendation pattern for your mm-hmm. clients or you know, your community. Yeah. So as, as open-ended as this is, I will say, Hey, Mm -hmm. you, yes, yes, yes. I'm talking to you. I see you over there. I hear you over there taking in all of the strategy that's being served in this episode. Well, guess what? There is more where that came from. Yep. I want you to head on over to getmycontenttogether.com. And this is where you will find more resources and you can become a part of my community. That's GetMyContentTogether.com. Oh, oh, you need me to repeat it? You missed it? No worries. GetMyContentTogether.com. Don't meet me there. Beat me there. Okay? Now let's get back to the show. For me, and partially my recommendation is as needed. And we'll talk about what that as needed looks Mm -hmm. like. Um, Typically, right now, I'm in a place of like six months. I'm a quarterly type of girl, Mm -hmm. though. I'm a quarterly type of girl. So for the longest, it was every three months. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's I like to kind of like switch stuff up. But um, and that was because also I like to kind of stay ahead of things Mm -hmm. and trends and again, create my own trends, create my own thing. So I was switching it up more so to continue to stand out Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. a lot of people were chasing behind Mm -hmm. it, which is fine. Inspiration is going to be inspiration and people are going to copy. I've had to learn that Mm -hmm. people are going to do what they're going to do. But I put it on myself to stay ahead of the game as much as I could. Yeah. So for anyone who's looking for a recommendation, Honestly, that's so tough for me. And I say that because I've had clients where I'm like, I need you to just stick to something, my God. Right. <laughs> I need you to do this for like nine months to a year right. and actually give it a chance. And then I have clients who 
marry stuff too long yeah. because they're invested in it. And I'm like, you need to be switching this up really you need to get monthly. A you get, yeah, <laughs> need to get a content divorce. Okay. You have to switch it up. So I would say on average, I would say for me, I would be at least reviewing the success of any strategy I put together monthly. Okay. And then kind of going from there to see, and that, and that success depends on whatever goal you set. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So you are also really, really good at building community. Mm -hmm. um, when did you realize that the content you were creating was causing such an impact? Oof. I would say I realized, I don't know if when like the stamp of time this was, but I realized when I had a day that I was crying so hard. Actually, I think it was like two days. I was crying so hard because I went through my DMs and people were pouring their hearts mm -hmm. out to me. And I was, it was crying because I felt them. I was so empathetic to mm -hmm. where they were in their journey and the things that they were going through in life. But that also showed me that something about what I was doing or what I was creating made them feel open to reach out to me, made them feel open to comment, made them feel open to DM or email mm -hmm or ask for that advice. Um, so that was that was kind of my noticing when people started responding in a certain way beyond what they were doing when I was doing the travel content of mm -hmm. the heart eyes and oh, this is so cute. But to DM me and say, hey, you really motivated me. I have been out of my luck. I've been house hopping. I didn't have rent this month, but just to see that I knew you when you were in school and then the teacher, and now you're able to even be traveling or doing a, a scholarship fund or all these things, you just motivated me so much. And I want you to know you're the reason I decided not to give up or you're the reason I went back to school. That was huge for me. Yeah. Um, how long did it take you to replace your teacher's salary? pretty quick <laughs> <laughs> I want to say okay so I again first few years of business I was trash in the sense <laughs> trash in the sense of I did not know what I was doing I was just kind of figuring stuff out and I said to say I didn't really track my income until it was time for taxes mm. so that's, I can't that's say <laughs> that's a good time to add it all up and see what that's why you can, now you can hear me I can talk about in previous years like the yearly income mm -hmm. but I really couldn't break down which product was doing what so I don't know at what point but I will say it was kind of like eight months in when I was really getting serious and I looked and saw like oh wow I'm in the six figures and I didn't even realize that eight months so it's safe to say six figures in less than a year yeah okay yeah um so it took you less than a year to replace your absolutely your salary. yeah and did you leave immediately or did you continue to teach how long after realizing that I can make money on the internet did yeah you so let's see I quit in, what was that? Two, oh, Lord, I can't remember. COVID. I just call it COVID. <laughs> that, <laughs> so COVID hit, what was that, March 2020? March 2020, yep. March 2020, in that final school year is when I quit. Now, at that point, I had already been making money mm -hmm. because, again, I started selling in 2019. Mm -hmm. um, and so I even remember my best teacher friend across the hall. I remember my first $1,000 day. I ran over her in the middle of the class. I ran over and I was like, Luciana. <laughs> Look at it. I raised, I raised my phone. I was like, $1,000, $1,000. She's like, what did you do? <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
there. But it was it was um it was quick, and I will say I don't think it was re- it's realistic for most. Mm-hmm. I don't think that timeline is realistic mm-hmm. for most. But it was quick, and then I quit. The reason I quit actually I was going to continue teaching, mm-hmm. um going into that COVID school year, and I am very firm on who I am and what I do, no matter what it is. Mm-hmm. I know that I was meant to be a kindergarten teacher. Mm-hmm. I had a prophet tell me kindergarten specifically. Mm-hmm. I've always loved kindergarten. Anything beyond that kind of icks me. Kids can drive you crazy sometimes, but the babies, I love them. And my principal knew that. And I told him, and I think he thought I was joking. He, I told him, if you move me up to a different grade while you're moving you know, teachers around mm-hmm. next year, I will quit. And he was like, ha ha, okay, see you next year, yada yada. And we had our phone call, the final phone call of the year. And he was like, Isis, I'm going to call you after this. He called me and said, hey, just so you know, I'm moving you up to fifth grade. And you quit? Absolutely. (laughs) A woman of her word. (laughs) And I quit. Yeah. Everybody is like so in a rush. Mm -hmm. Like we want everything to happen so fast. Um, I think our expectations are extremely unrealistic. Mm-hmm. Why do you think that is in regards to the ROI in mm-hmm. creating content? Yeah. I will say if I can speak to it first and say that there were a lot of negatives to growing my business so fast. There were a lot of things that should have been in place that were not. There was a lot of stress. There was a lot of... Honestly, and I, it, it took me a while to realize that it was true jealousy in the industry. I was asking other coaches for help of like, what do I need in place? What do I need to do? And a lot of people wouldn't work with me mm-hmm. or would just literally ignore me. And now I see it was like, okay, because I'm this young girl rising to the ranks so quickly. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I will say that is tough. But I feel like a lot of people want that quickness because of there's quite a few things. I feel like some of us really need it. Mm -hmm. Some of us are going through a lot where we really just need that breakthrough. Mm -hmm. Some of us are, and this is not, you know, a negative to if this hits you, but some of us are easily influenced Mm -hmm. and easily manipulated um, and very gullible into believing that a lot of people online who are saying, oh, I'm doing this 10 figure they this five figure are actually doing it and they're not mm-hmm. um i will say and i would, won't say any names it's not my space to judge or whatever <laughs> but i know people who will go online and say oh i've made a hundred thousand dollars and you are splitting a four bedroom apartment because you don't have it mm-hmm. not because i mean if you want to live with people that's fine but mm-hmm. because you don't have it or you asking for money because you're struggling. And so, but a lot of people believe, which goes into that, a lot of people believe in order to make money, they have to act like they have it. Mm. Lifestyle marketing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's just so much of a cycle of lying and mm-hmm. belief and lying and belief. And that's just part of it. Again, some people need it. Some people just want that breakthrough. Some people have unrealistic expectations. I also think that for some reason, People don't look at the content end of their business as a business, and they think it's supposed to be quick. Mm. Like, I see business owners. Somebody talks about this. I wonder who it is. I see business owners comparing themselves to influencers. Mm -hmm. 
And it just is you're not in the same category. Mm -hmm. Those influencers that you're looking up to who have those big growth and big months and making money, they have agencies mm -hmm. working hard on their behalf. Mm -hmm. So it's just a lot of comparison and just incorrect information going around that makes people think that it's normal to blow up quickly. Yeah. So how do we fix it? Every time I like I call out a problem or identify one. I think it's important to, mm -hmm. you know, talk about a solve. So mm -hmm. for somebody out there who all they care about is just growth, 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 and they want it to happen tomorrow, what should they start or stop doing? I would say, well, one of my biggest kind of issues that I see in this space is people being so quick to jump out of what they were currently doing. Mm -hmm. And... For me, that's just not wise to leave. If you know that you are needing that breakthrough, that you're stressed about money, that you're stressed about that next win that you need it, why put yourself in another stressful situation? So, and what I mean by that is I see a lot of entrepreneurs who, one, the reason they need that money quick and they need content to work quick is because they don't have anything to stabilize them. Mm -hmm. They don't have income saved. They don't have a mm -hmm. family to lean on. They don't yeah. have anything of that sort and so they just need that next thing so my first thing is to put yourself in a place of peace whatever that looks like for you mm -hmm. even when I quit my job I was kind of gearing up to that state I, I actually planned on that next year to be my last year so I had already called my mom and I was like hey if anything happens can I move back home with you I let her know how much savings I had at the time how much I plan to have by the end of the year I was like, I'm pretty sure I can do this on my own, but I just want to have that backup plan. I had everything solidified. And you don't have to be an extra planner like me, but I value security. Mm -hmm. I operate. There is so much freedom to be creative when you are secure. Mm -hmm. You don't have those rushing thoughts, those stressful thoughts that I just got to put this out. I got to create this. Whatever you can do to get yourself in a space of peace to allow you to create freely, mm -hmm. that's the first thing I need people to do. And again, honestly, my, I'm going to say therapy too. <laughs> um, I can wrap that up into a lot of different things, mm -hmm. but in saying, oh, change your mindset, which is a part of that. But when we have to change how we view the industry, how we view business, mm -hmm. how we view ourselves, how we value ourselves. A lot of people are also chasing money because they've put their value on likes and how people respond to them and how much they can create or how much they can make. So you, there's a lot mentally that has to change. I'd want, I'm 100% one of those people that believe when you change your mind, you can change your life. And there's a lot that needs to be changed mm -hmm. <laughs> in a lot of people's minds, myself included. Yeah, I definitely fall victim to it as well sometimes. It's frustrating. Mm -hmm. So what's the most powerful thing about creating content? It feels so freeing to me. It feels like a freedom of expression. And I like to tell people that too, when they say, oh, it looks so natural for you, it's because I'm not producing content just because I feel like I have to put it out. Mm. Because again, I put myself in a place of peace before I even got into this space. Mm -hmm. It's like, okay, let me create freely. And so I am creating things that are, I'm releasing my frustrations when I see something online or something I just don't believe in, I create content to dispute that kindly or go against it. I'm creating to help. I'm creating to make laughs. Mm -hmm. I'm creating to just be. Mm -hmm. And so that's the most powerful thing to me is like, in many ways, I look at myself as an artist. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. You know, you and can I'm create. About my shit. All right. <laughs> yes, I love that. Okay, so I know that it's been a lot of positivity in what we've been talking about, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but I got to keep it real, and I want to yes. talk some frustrations too. Okay. okay. So, what's one thing that just burns you up about the internet or the consumption of content across it? Oh, oh, okay. The internet as a whole, right? Because that's where we, I mean, you're consuming. I'm I'm going to say it on two ends of the, I'm going to say in the MySpace of the coaches Mm -hmm. and then also the consumers who will be potential clients. Mm For the coaches, there is a lot of what I would call like j- just bully marketing, manipulation, um, bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> I just shocked myself. We love it. <laughs> see, bullshit. and once I, see, see, next year, next season, once we have the budget and I can actually serve my guests brunch mimosas, they're gonna really be loose. in here. <laughs> <laughs> but there's a lot going on, and but on the other end of the consumers and the potential clients, there's, I'd be like, bro, do y'all not have discernment? I pray, I'm not kidding. I pray every day over just people who consume content over their discernment. Mm -hmm. I don't care if they're even trying to buy something. It's like the stuff that people believe on the internet is crazy to Mm -hmm. me. And so, but again, it kind of all falls into that umbrella of we got to fix our minds. Why is it so easy for people to be manipulated? And why is it so, why do people feel the need to lie for people to work with them or to get attention? Do you think the coaching business has become a scam? Mm, That's tough because I also like to look at the intentions of people. And I don't think I would hope, maybe this is me being overly positive, but I don't think a lot of the people who are scamming are meaning to scam. Oh, wow. That's a very unique perspective. Unpack that. I just feel like we are in a space where people are pushed to sell something. I, I read this book, Lord Jesus, I can't remember. I think it's by Austin Kleon. I can't remember which one. He's written multiple. But he said something along the lines of we're in an in a era where the biggest compliment is, oh, you can sell that. Oh, that's so true. You know, yeah. like uh, you, somebody you makes some earrings. It. Yeah, you make some <laughs> earrings. Like, well, why don't you open a store? And it's like, you, I yeah, you bake some cookies. Yeah, yeah, you bake some cookies. Open a bakery. And now we're in the space where you have to friend. You should be a coach. Yeah. And so I think a lot of people are looking for that life's purpose, looking for what fires them up, what feels good to them, and what makes them money. And so when they hear oh, you should be a coach. Oh, that was so helpful. You should go charge for that. You should do that. They easily jump into it without Mm -hmm. thinking about the impact that they're going to have on people's lives, the things that are needed to sustain that, what that looks like. And so I don't think that people are intentionally scamming, but that doesn't mean that they're not scamming. But I I don't know if I can say the entire coaching industry or the coaching industry as a whole is a scam. I agree. I don't don't think it's a scam. I think Whenever anything becomes mm-hmm. popular, that's the cop out. Yeah. That's what people Absolutely. love to associate with it, particularly if something about it didn't work for them. Mm-hmm. So if I hired a coach and I have coach hurt, okay, coaching is a scam. Mm-hmm. Or if I did everything ISIS told me to do and it made me no money, okay, coaching mm-hmm. is a scam. Um, I do think a lot of it has to do with mindset. I yeah. agree with you. Like, But I, I, I don't think it's a scam. If that's the case, everything is a scam. Mm-hmm. I also really don't particularly appreciate how... When it comes to coaching in the service-based um, 
sector. Mm-hmm. There's that word again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> when it comes to coaching in the service-based industry, it's so scammy. But the reality is, is every single industry has a coach of some form. Mm-hmm. And nobody's calling that a scam. Mm-hmm. I think maybe the word is just triggering mm-hmm. or, or, you know, making people freak out. But like, you know, every sports team has a coach. Mm-hmm. Every, you know, um, industrial job where they're, you know, fulfilling orders or whatever. Yeah. There's somebody in charge mm-hmm. who's calling the plays. Mm-hmm. That's a coach. So I just don't like the fact that when it comes to service-based people who market their business Absolutely. on the internet, particularly, that it's like, oh, it's a scam, mm-hmm. you know? So that's my two cents on it. It's a thing, you know, <laughs> and that's a topic for a child because <laughs> I also feel like the reason it's easy to call the coaches who are in our kind of like peers almost mm-hmm. is easy to call it a scam is honestly it's a lot of jealousy. It's a lot of lack of when people feel like they cannot relate to you mm-hmm. anymore. All yeah, of a sudden you're scamming. Mm-hmm. You know, whether it is, and if you remember, we did it to influencers. Mm-hmm. Everyone, mm-hmm. when people found out that influencers are out here making the money that they were making, mm-hmm. oh, it's a scam. Mm-hmm. Don't interact with their posts every time. How is it a scam that they're, they're, they're influencing you? Yeah. Right? And so it's the same thing. I feel like we don't really see those big coaches uh, like uh, the Ed Milets mm-hmm. and the uh, Eric Thomases, all of them. We oh. don't see people really you calling mean, like, them. The other people? Mm-hmm. Well, Eric Thomas is black, <laughs> right. but you know, uh, yeah. but uh, but mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. But even those, and that honestly too, the the largest of your platform kind of puts you in that privileged mm-hmm. category, whether you're black or white, mm-hmm. either way. Yeah. And then the other races yeah. again are more accepted in this coaching space. Yeah. But we don't see people calling them a scam more so because I feel like they almost idolize them and look up to them, mm-hmm. right? Well, I think because. And again, this goes back to me saying them other people. Mm -hmm. And if you are listening and and not watching, I touch the uh, palm of my hand. And if you don't know what that means, (laughs) well. (laughs) (laughs) But I I think it's that, you know, we still have just a lot of unwiring to do because Mm -hmm. when we see them doing it, it seems realistic. Mm -hmm. But if I see this little black coach, exactly, it's like, oh, no way. Mm -hmm. There's no way she could be that smart, Mm -hmm. have that much impact the, mm-hmm. there's no way um so I, I definitely think that's a part of it too okay so to switch gears a little bit okay what is your favorite type of content to consume mm. that is not related to your niche stand-up comedy really oh girl Where yes are you, are you watching like i'm on stuff? tiktok i'm okay. on youtube i'm on netflix <laughs> i <laughs> She just did it. Uh, it sounds like a, I got green beans. Ah, green beans, potatoes. I love stand-up comedy. Mm-hmm. I think it is just so incredible the craftsmanship behind it. Not even set when it's like stand-up and improv at the same time. Like when a comedian can work the crowd, mm-hmm. that is so inspiring to me. Yeah, there's just so much creativity behind it. It's yeah. not related to my niche at all, but I just love to. I love to consume it. Yeah. I have a few. Okay. Um, so, anything Housewives, mm. Ratchet, Reality, TV. Okay. Um, 
I love watching, of course, the show. So I'm consuming the content mm-hmm. in the form of the way the network has produced mm-hmm. it. But I love watching the reviews of the show. Yes. So one of my favorites is um, Funky Dineva. Okay. And he reviews the reality shows. Mm. That Those are my favorite because it's just like such good mess. Somebody <laughs> else's mess. So it's the best kind. I gotta right? check out Funky Dineva. Like, yeah, like we don't want no drama in our life. But if I could just watch somebody else's drama that I don't know, mm. it's like such a great outlet for me. Yes. And then he know them personally. So he be spilling tea mm-hmm. that helps connect dots okay. on the screen. Okay. Um, and I also, and I don't know if it's because it's just something that I enjoy which is getting dressed doing my hair doing mm-hmm. my makeup looking nice but I still do love a good like get ready with me oh or, yeah I do like that type of content like watching people do not so much do their makeup mm-hmm. but tell me like what even once it's done if they just tell me what they're wearing mm-hmm. I like that I like the the lifestyle vlog yeah come with me to the I don't know supermarket mm. stuff I do enjoy that but I would say my guilty pleasure content is reality TV. So what would well, be you your know guilty? What? I just realized with you even saying that, I don't really have the type, like for you, like to get ready with me or whatever, as long as it has some tea in it. Okay. Like I love those reality TV show mm. recaps. I love a get ready with me when they're telling the tea on how their boyfriend just cheated on them. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like when they're talking, saying. anytime I have some tea where I can literally just prop my legs up and kiki yeah. Yeah. over somebody else's business. Yeah. I love it. And even so, I mean, I know this ain't the same category. I'm reading the book of Samuel right now, the uh-huh. Bible. <laughs> the tea <laughs> is hot. <laughs> Not Samuel over there. Anything that's like a good, honestly, a guilty pleasure gossip. Yeah. I hate to, I love a guilty gossip. I mm-hmm. love it. Okay, so let's play a game. Okay, okay. <laughs> let's do a lightning round of this or that. Okay, right? ooh. So this is this or that platform edition. Okay, I'm stressed. So, <laughs> you know what that okay. means. You pick either or, Okay. All right? And these are platforms. And I can't explain my decisions for any of them. It dep- I might let you, depending on what you Okay, think. we'll come back to yeah. it. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> All right, you ready? Yes. Facebook or Twitter? Twitter. YouTube or TikTok? TikTok. TikTok or Instagram? TikTok. Blog posts or forums and articles? Forums. Good job! <laughs> <laughs> so TikTok would be your winner of everything. Because it was TikTok over YouTube, and it was TikTok over Instagram. So is it yeah. safe to say that TikTok is your most favorite platform these days currently yeah okay currently all right all right you ready for the next game oh another one (laughs) (laughs) yes all right so one gotta go okay as a consumer okay so you can no longer consume content when you eliminate it okay you can post you do what you need to do but you but i cannot consume it yes okay instagram tiktok youtube youtube Wow. Wow. Actually, I just shot myself. Because, <laughs> because you know what? Darn, I might have to say Instagram, actually. I might have to switch that one up. Okay. I spend yeah. a lot of time on YouTube. Yeah, That's I might have to favorites. switch that one up. So, Instagram, gotta go. I would say so, yeah. <laughs> All right. One gotta go. Creator edition. Okay. Which means you can no longer create content for this platform. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Shake it in wow. All right. Reels. Email newsletter. Okay. TikTok videos. TikTok. So you would keep reels over TikToks? I would. Oh, you got to break that down. <laughs> because I feel like, so for me personally, I have noticed your TikToks get a certain amount of reach after a certain amount of time. 
I feel like when people create a TikTok, and I don't know if this is like an actual thing behind TikTok, but when they create it, they get likes, they get love, they get all of that, and then you kind of plateau for a little bit. And then you have these random videos that do successful, but most of them on TikTok, you get like these sparing views here mm-hmm. and there. Um, I feel like on Instagram, my community watches my reels more than my community does on TikTok. Okay. And community is very big for me. I don't think community is actually big on TikTok. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I, I'm not seeing how they are formed. And I would love to actually talk to somebody who feels like they have a, a community. I, I follow a few creators who I feel like have a strong community. Mm-hmm. And I wish that I was there the days to see like when they actually created their platform and what they're originally doing. Mm-hmm. Um, there's one woman I follow. Her name is Kat. I don't know her last name, but she is basically a, a quote-unquote lifestyle mommy she's going through a divorce. I actually like her content. She makes these funny videos where she's reacting to be her mom. I think her mom is, like, Colombian or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and her community loves I mean, they ride for her. They're on every video. Mm-hmm. They are just like they know everything like if someone i've seen people they'll ask a question like oh is this your new boyfriend and then someone will respond like no if you saw her instagram story you would know, you would know that that's her cousin <laughs> yeah. you know yeah. and so um there are it's creators it's, yeah. it's very possible it may just yeah. take time okay well before we go i want you to drop a mini strategy for the folks listening mm-hmm. so if you had to Hit the reset button. Mm-hmm. Remember when we used to um, take the tape out? Those kids of the <laughs> 90s. The- <laughs> and you had to blow the tape and put it back in. That's how you yes, reset. Yes, um, All the days. <laughs> but if you had to hit the reset button, take the tape out and blow it, mm-hmm. and start from scratch in 2022 with using content to build your brand, uh, market your business, build community, mm-hmm. amplify your voice, all of those things, give me a simple three-step strategy you would do. Ooh. Okay, step one, I would identify my personal goals and then my business goals of like, what do I want to really do in this world? Like, for example, for me, maybe speaking and then sales goals. What do I want to do? Who do I want to reach as far as in my business? I would use that to then decide step two, kind of what platforms I want to be on and what I need to be saying. If I am wanting to be that speaker, I need to be somewhere where I'm doing some like long form speaking type of content. So for me, if I had to do a reset, I'd probably YouTube um maybe tiktok i'll really focus on youtube and then a little bit of instagram and then for that business wise i would see what type of again what offers i'm selling who i'm selling to if i'm selling low ticket stuff i would probably focus a little bit on that instagram and tiktok um and youtube as well kind of mix you got to see where your people are and then i would create and what that looks like when i say create i would map out my content to go on each platform that it fits on um, I see a lot of people, y'all, that's another thing. Topic for another day. <laughs> These people have taken repurposed content to a whole new level, level and it's doing too much. Some stuff, some stuff do not need to be repurposed. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> I do not want to see your tweet, the actual screenshot on your tweet on LinkedIn. Oh, yeah. That just does not make sense to me. Mm-hmm. So then create a strategy that makes sense for each platform mm-hmm. of what you're going to post, what, what you're going to be saying, what you're going to be doing to reach your goal. And then it sounds very open-ended but yeah set my goals figure out what platforms help me reach my goals and then create the stuff that needs to be said yeah okay that that was a freebie y'all so i hope you (laughs) i love that okay so i did ask you what type of content you love did Mm -hmm. i ask you what type of content you hate like oh no i don't think so you're just like get it out oh no 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 you didn't 
Hmm. Hate. What type of content do you despise? Okay, this is not a type, but any type of video that takes more than 0.5 seconds to get to the point. <laughs> so it's a format, a it's creator, the, yeah. I can't stand it. I can't, like, it's just get to the point. Yeah. One, what my age is doing, two, because it's 2022. Yeah. You know, times are evolving. People want this stuff quick. Yeah. Um, so that's my thing. If I, if I could answer the question that I asked you yeah. earlier, it's like, what a, what's one of the things that I am like hating about the industry right now is that it's not super organic like it was when we mm -hmm. started. Like I, I pushed publish on my first blog post in 2012 and that was 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. And I feel like now everybody just sees the opportunity. They just saying stuff that does not uh, even necessarily is not really a reflection of who they really are, yeah. how they really feel, but they know that they can build a career around mm -hmm. it, so they're just doing it. Mm -hmm. So it's almost soulless. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Ooh, that's some tea. <laughs> <laughs> well, I definitely think we covered a range. Yes, I hope it was helpful. Yes, tell the people where they can find you on the internet and the dot-coms. You can find me everywhere. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But yes, you can find me on Instagram at IsisBriana. That's I-S-I-S-B-R-E-A-N-N-A. -N -N and then everywhere else kind of stems from there. If you hang out on Instagram enough, you'll see all the other platforms I'm on. Yes, yeah. cool. Well, thank you so much, Isis, for coming thank down. Thank you. And having content for brunch. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely look forward to having a, we got some more things to talk about. Yeah. So I definitely want to have you back. So while you guys let today's conversation marinate, as always, I invite you to my DMs. Let me know. I'm at Kayla Riggins on Instagram. What's going on with your content strategy? What's the most challenging thing you have mm -hmm. going on? And you know, when you do that, you get a free audit. So I definitely invite you to my DMs so that you can get the help that you need. And in the meantime, I want you to remember to create the content that never leaves your audience starving, okay? So whether it's 2 p.m., 6 p.m., 6 a.m., it's always a good time for Content for Brunch. Bye, y'all! Bye! Content for Brunch, the podcast, now available on all platforms.